1: This is Eugenia Mitchell, host of At Home with the Mitchells. Thanks for listening to the following podcast on Public House Media.
2: Hey, you're listening to Let's Hustle with Lee and Chelsea. Hey everybody! <laughs> I can't help it. Lee makes fun of me for saying that. That's but it's like my thing, so whatever. Welcome to this week's episode of Let's Hustle. Um, we have a really cool guest today, but before we get to our amazing guest, Lee! What's up? How has your week been? Um, it's actually been pretty good. I Tell think... the people the good news we have. I'm gonna cut you off. Oh! <laughs> I was like, what is it? Yo,
1: you guys. We're trademarking Less Hustle. Like officially. So don't infringe on us. Don't infringe on us. It's done. It's getting... It's literally in the process right now. It's getting done. We're so excited. I'm so grateful that it's happening. And we're not going to have to deal with um, issues. Oh, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) again. (laughs) And it'll be wonderful. Um, So yeah, so that's some exciting news. Yeah, I think we're going to do a pod about trademarks. I think that would be a great idea. We'll help all you people out. Dude, we should honestly have the guy that did... Our stuff, Ben. Ben. Ben Becker, y'all. Benjamin. If you need a trademark or an IP lawyer, just Google him. He does like remote work too. He's and great. He has been very a reasonably priced. Angel, reasonably priced, so easy to work with. Explains everything like in layman's terms. He's been crazy responsive. Wonderful. Absolutely love. Good old. Add me on LinkedIn today. Yeah. No. Yeah. Go add him on LinkedIn. It's Benjamin Becker. Benjamin. So yeah, he's an angel. Um, check him out. But yeah, I mean that's pretty much. I've
2: been trying to clean a lot. Your house is really clean. I picked up an apple chip from the floor and ate off it. Thank you. Uh, I didn't eat off the floor, but I ate the chip off the floor. Right, for sure. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Um, I started Weight Watchers this week because <laughs> I'm an old lady. I just have one question. Yes. We are sitting in Lee's room on her bed, and behind Lee is a purple shovel. Oh, yeah. Why is there a shovel in your bedroom? Okay, so that
1: is the shovel... That So I'm actually... I don't care. I can say this now because I don't work for them anymore. Loose City, that is a groundbreaking shovel that all the owners got to break the ground at the new stadium. And one of the owners forgot it. So I snatched it. So I don't know whose it is, but I own it. And now I leave it there because if an intruder comes in our house, they're never going to expect me to have a shovel. So they're not going to be looking for it. (laughs) And it's dark. So I can just swipe over and grab the shovel and hit him in the head with it. So that is... It's a it's a defense weapon and stolen property so two for one so that's why i have a shovel beside my bed and it's large it's like five feet five and a half feet tall i
2: thought i think you should frame it and use it as motivation and underneath you should tagline it you can't hold me down oh yeah i love that what if i have to use it don't bury me don't bury me. Don't bury me in your Or do you bury me or and I'll do, rise from the yeah. ashes like a phoenix. <laughs> yeah. Call it phoenix sword or shovel. Right. For sure. Okay. We, I like that. No,
1: That made sense. Anyways, um, I've
2: interrupted you three times now. No, so. that's
1: it. I've trademarked White Watchers. <laughs> <laughs> what I've got going on this week. How
2: about you? Um, actually, quite a few things. Ooh. So... Caroline, the Divine and I Oh my partner. Angel,
1: I love her. We're
2: so wonderful. We yes. partnered on a course mastermind course called uh, the Blissful Babe. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm so proud of you for this. Thank you. So we're getting everything launched for running um, all of our everything um, mm-hmm. at the end of this week and it's gonna launch in June. Dude, that's that's huge because I think that's something
1: that you've been wanting to do for a long time, mm-hmm. and now it's actually happening. And yeah. like you're, oh, you're so bomb at sales, girl. And like <laughs> you really could like just teach people like your ways, which I think is so. Just there's so many sales courses out there. They're so boring douchey. and dumb and douchey, and they're all oh, so like masculine energy. So
2: masculine, you
1: know. And I think that your. Um, Girls are way better at selling things. We just don't know how to do it. And I, exactly. And I think that your approach is so easy and relatable. And I, I think that it is going to make women
2: in this industry kick more ass than ever yeah. before. Mm-hmm. So make you, hoes make money.
1: Yes, I love you. Thank I'm so you. Happy for I know. That's pretty yeah. much it.
2: Really nice. That's all I got for you well, Good. But awesome. that's been a lot. So it has been a lot.
1: Yeah. yeah. So without further ado, without further ado, we have an amazing guest on our show today. Um, We have Kaylee, who is, like, one of my best friends. She was my hairdresser in L.A. And also, funny story. Do you want to know how we met? Oh, tell me. So I was a bartender at this bar, literally, that was attached, like, almost attached by, like, 10 yards to the salon that she worked at. We'd never met. And I was a brunette. I'm naturally a brunette. And I'd wanted to dye my hair red for, like, so long. And this girl came in, and you'll see her photo that we'll post. Like, she has the most beautiful, natural red hair of all time. And I was talking to her and I was like, can I take a picture of your hair? Because it's so beautiful and gorgeous and that's the exact color red that I want. And she was like, well, where are you going to get your hair done? I was like, oh, I don't know. I'm just going to like find somebody. She was like, you idiot, I'm a hairdresser and I <laughs> literally specialize in red hair. And I was just like, oh my god. And then she told me her name and it was K. Lee. K. my mom's name, L-E-I-G-H, my name. And I was like, this is meant to be and we're going to be best friends now. And now she literally lives here in Louisville like right beside me and it's just like we're literal twin flames so i'm obsessed with her and i'm so happy that she got to be on our pod today (laughs) she's she's sitting beside us while we're doing this (laughs) intro she's hearing me talk about her um yeah so we're i'm excited for you guys to hear about her her career and what she does because she's incredible and is a is a career role model of mine. And just a
2: little carrot dangle, we do talk a little bit about true crime.
1: We talk about murder at the end, stay tuned. So, Ugh and it was a great
2: conversation. Don't go anywhere. Don't.
1: Awesome. Yep. Well, without further ado, here is our wonderful interview with Kaylee. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Let's Hustle podcast, formerly Beep. Girl Hustle <laughs> podcast. Now we're Let's Hustle podcast. Um, this is Lee here with Chelsea. Um, and today on our show, we have an incredibly special guest who is one of my best friends in the entire world. Um, we have my, p- my personal hairstylist, <laughs> Kaylee, with us. Um, Kaylee has been one of my closest friends uh, for a long time now. I met her in Los Angeles. Um, Whenever I lived out there, she is an incredible hairstylist. She has a wonderful, just like entertaining, informant, informant? Is that a question? Informative uh, social media page, which we're huge fans of. um, And we thought that it would be really... Cool and kind of interesting to have her on today, to have her talk about like how she's staying relevant right now, because <laughs> newsflash, hair salons are closed. Yeah. Um, so hey, welcome to the show, girl. Thanks. I'm so excited to record with you guys. I know, finally. I know. <laughs>
3: it's like, when are they going to ask me?
1: <laughs> I feel like dumb that we've not, like, we've thought about it, we've talked about it yeah. so many times, but every week we just, like, our brains go elsewhere, so...
3: You guys have a lot of interesting people to get through too, so we do. That is you're definitely on the list.
1: (laughs) Yeah, absolutely, you are.
3: Yeah, but I get to listen to other people too, so that's kind of fun.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. Um, so I guess we'll start with a little background on you. Um, kind of tell us, you know, where you came from, um, why you started doing hair, um, you know, in
3: the beginning stuff. (laughs) In the beginning stuff. Um, so I grew up in outside of Los Angeles. I actually grew up in the Valley. Um, but I. So were you
2: a Valley girl? I'm a real Valley girl, oh, real damn. Valley girl through and through. <laughs> okay, girl.
3: Um, my whole family is from California, so I've actually never left. Me being in Kentucky now is the first time I've ever been farther than 30 miles outside of Los Angeles. So it's very strange. It's an amazing. adjustment. Yes. Um, I kind of landed in hair on accident, and also it makes perfect sense, but. I've always loved doing it, and I, out of high school, decided to try working in the music industry and try working at Nordstrom, which was a terrible idea. And (laughs) I kind of tried everything, and my mom one day went, you've always liked doing hair. Why don't you get into that industry? Why don't you go to school? It's something consistent. It's a trade. Um, And so I did it, and as soon as I got into school, I was like, oh, duh, this makes perfect sense for me. I love it. It's the first time I've ever thrived in any sort of... environment that was learning um because it's creative and it's fun and it's connection to humans and all the things I wanted in all those other industries kind of meshed into one where I'm my own boss which is a huge plus for me absolutely I love
2: that
1: nice yeah um so I know that you are like I would say that you're like a color specialist right would you consider for sure yeah how did that come about and how did you just figure out like yo this is my freaking knack
3: that's such a good question. I've really never thought of how to answer that. <laughs> i think um, about it now. <laughs> yeah, no. I think it was the thing that clicked for me right away was color. It's, like I said, I've always liked art and I've always liked fashion. And I think hair color is the one thing that even if your hair's thrown up in a ponytail, you can see it. And there's nothing, there's nothing kind of cooler than going, I'm going to mix together these five colors that nobody's thought of or Other people I'm sure have thought of and make it my own on a client and there's nothing um, structured about it. It's all creative, whereas cutting is definitely creative, but you can definitely feel boxed in sometimes, especially by trend. Um, Color has always felt much more like free and messy, which is how I'd like to describe myself not really not really but (laughs) no I love that comparison
1: that that makes so much sense and is literally like a direct comparison of you
3: yeah definitely And 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 also I think coming from Los Angeles I'm not doing it so much out here but there I was very much so in the Creative color world. So, more fantasy shades. And even that, I really made an intention not to have it look like somebody plopped a wig on top of your head with one shade top to bottom. I Mm -hmm. really wanted it to look like if you were going to have pink hair or green hair, it grew out of your head that way. So, nobody that's a natural blonde has one solid shade of hair. Yeah.
1: So, I always wanted color
3: to feel that way too. That's awesome.
1: I love that. And like your color, like you guys can go to her Instagram page, which is at Kaylee Irene Hair. And it's K A Y L E I G H, like me. It's spelled like me and my mom, (laughs) because she's now in my family. And um, so it's it's like
2: the TikTok: Lee's your mom, Kay's your mom. Yep, (laughs) exactly.
1: Yeah, Yeah. here we are. (laughs) Um, But yeah, if you go to her Instagram, like you can see, like truly, your color looks so freaking bomb. And you, I've never like heard it explained that way, but it truly like looks like someone's hair grew out purple and then like had like green highlights in it or like it's so it's so bizarre and you're just so talented and i love you you. you're welcome
3: yeah (laughs) no it's definitely fun
1: nice um so kind of tell us about transitioning career-wise from los angeles to louisville because i'm sure that's been a big change and Uh, kind of an adjustment and having to rebuild up your clientele because this girl had an incredible amount of clients in la and i mean was doing incredible and had like clients of like names that you would recognize if we said them out loud you know and so kind of explain to us how that adjustment has been
3: what a humbling experience (laughs) (laughs) moving has been um lee's right i mean in los angeles i was booked i mean person over person like three people at a time a lot of the time and um coming out here i kind of had to start fresh nobody knows who i am i'm not some huge person on Instagram, coming to a new city. I don't have friends here, my family's back home. So it was truly starting back from square one and going back to how it felt in Los Angeles when I first started doing hair was just kind of like, please pick me, you know? Mm -hmm. You don't have a leg to stand on. And I think the way that I feel about hair and honestly most services is that your best marketing are the people that have already come to you. Mm -hmm. And it takes a long time to build relationships with people to the point where they go, you have to go see her, you know, because there's tons of people that have given good hair. Like everybody's had a great haircut and people go, I love your haircut. And they go, oh, thanks. Like it takes a very kind of human connection based hair appointment for someone to go, I love your haircut. And the person to respond, you have to go see my girl, which is my biggest thing with marketing. It's never been about just the hair it's human to human. And so being out here, I made a really conscious effort to connect with people, you know, square one. I'm I'm not just trying to be your hairdresser. I also kind of need friends. So, <laughs> so it would be nice to connect with people on a human level deeper than just, you know, what length, what color, yeah. boom, bye. So I, you know, moving out here, it's been a lot of marketing myself into groups of friends. And I'm grateful I've gotten a lot of those referrals, but this pandemic kind of started at a terrible time for me. Oof, yeah. Um, I was already, you know, just starting fresh and I have been continuing to travel back to Los Angeles once a month. And so obviously that's had to cancel yeah. through this. And all of my building clientele out here has been on a big pause. So remaining relevant, like you guys were talking about, has been even more important. Absolutely. Yeah. What are you doing
2: to remain relevant or trying
3: to do? It? Trying. Not trying. What are no, you doing? No, I'm doing. It? I'm putting a lot of effort into it. Yeah. I, um, So I started doing tutorials on my Instagram page. And I think one thing about that is my production value is not obviously going to be as high as somebody who's a career vlogger. Um, But one thing I thought about when I started doing them was I feel more comfortable reaching out to you, Chelsea, knowing you and going, oh, hey, I like your eyeshadow. What do you use? And I'm confident that you would most likely respond. Right. Right, But if I reach out to somebody who's on YouTube with 3,000 followers and I say, you know, what was that bobby pin you used or whatever, their likelihood of responding is so low. Mm -hmm. So I felt like what I could create on my own page was something that was more easy to connect with for my clients and their friends. And so I started doing that. And I actually stopped doing hair, I think, a week before we were actually, like, mandatory forced out of the salon. And right away I went, okay, I have to come up with something so that people remember me and remember my face. Because I do think one thing that's going to come of this pandemic is a lot of people are going to reset what their normal was. And I've had people reach out to me and say, now's the time to find a new hairstylist because maybe they weren't connecting super well before, or, you know, now that you've had all this time, you're starting to go, okay, well, you know, what can I explore now? Mm
2: -hmm.
3: And so for me, I think, maintaining some sort of connection and making sure I respond to people. And if you have a question, like I will answer you right away. You yeah. can ask me something you think is so dumb or not even relevant to my career, and I will answer you. Yeah. Um, just to try to make sure that I'm kind of continuing on with those relationships and really nurturing them and making sure that people feel still connected to when it's hard to connect through all of this.
1: Yeah, that's so important. And Chelsea and I talk about that all the time, especially with Chelsea's role in sales. It's It's so much more about you as a person connecting with the other person that is your client or that you're selling to rather than the actual product itself now oh, obviously yeah. you can't just be a nice person and like suck at hair you know but yeah. like totally. you know but if you're good it's taking you from good to great whenever you have that human connection and you actually care about the person yeah totally. it's like people want the experience of getting their hair done not like go in do my
3: roots peace out yeah i definitely think that You know, that's one thing you have to be really conscious of, too, when you start to get busier. When I was in Los Angeles and I was so stacked with clients, um, one thing I would notice from other hairdressers um, was that if you get that busy, you start to just slap on a root color. It is very procedural and kind of in, out, leave, done. You lose that part of you. So I started to become really conscious of who I was booking together. And I used to joke that I was kind of creating these like little – parties, like I was hosting a party. <laughs> so I made sure that my clients that were all grouped together were, you know, had something in common, they were writers, they were, you know, directors or editors, and I've made sure that we all had something in common. And that it felt like we were all hanging out. It has, I mean, one on one, it yeah. needs to feel that way. But especially when you get into that level of, mm-hmm. you know, grouping people together. And I mean, that applies to I think all careers like even yours mm-hmm. you're kind of hosting a party I mean one-on-one you need to be the person that they go oh I love seeing them they're so interesting they're so fun or yeah. I always leave and I feel like I had a warm hug or yeah you, you have know. to give it
2: like an experience totally exactly and everything you do because people are so hard to please so you have to make it like and it's exciting and fun and
3: different yes it's oversaturated I think especially now with social media and stuff like There are so many hairdressers, and it's really easy to look really good on the internet. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's really hard to create a memorable experience in person. Like, that takes a lot more effort than taking a really great photo and putting it on the internet. So Mm
1: -hmm.
3: it's kind of finding the balance between the two. Absolutely. Yeah. I love that. I think that's where I thrive is the in-person versus, like, online. Oh, same.
2: 100%. I'm like... I have the best idea. I'll be prepping myself to what I'm going to do online. And then I go online. I'm like, so. uh,
3: Yeah, I definitely, I definitely get rambly. So same, but like in person, I'm like. I'm on point. Hey girl. Yeah. It's that dog energy y'all got.
1: (laughs) I'm the exact opposite where I'm just like a trash person in person, but I'm cool online. (laughs) Totally. <laughs> sorry, our mic dropped. I'm sorry if you heard Drop that. the it mic. It was really... <laughs>
2: <laughs> our mic fell over.
1: Um, yeah. I mean, I think... I don't think that you're rambly, though. I think that your videos are very informative, and it's not like you're talking about nothing, though. Like, everything you're saying is important, and I want to listen to, and I want to hear out. So you just give yourself one more credit yeah. on that. Yeah, it's hard, because I think <laughs> of
3: my attention span, which is, like, 30 seconds. Yeah. So I'm like, here's a 10-minute video on how to do a hair blow out which mm-hmm. I mean me as like before doing hair I would have been like hell yeah but I, I'm sure I would have tuned out the speaking you know right two minutes in so I have to like be aware of people like me being on the internet and trying to make sure that when I'm saying something it's important but yeah I definitely go off the rails sometimes that's amazing that's, fine. Yeah. that's all right
1: <laughs> now we talked a little bit about you just kind of wanting to like build a community and build you know sort of a, a space where people feel very comfortable talking to you and like I mean, even, like, the way you were booking clients in L.A., you want to create little circles. Like, what do you think is, like, your end goal of being a hairdresser? Because you're still young. Like, you're in your 20s. You know, it's not like you're, you know, this, like, old vet that hasn't really figured it out yet. You know, what is your ultimate goal?
3: Um, So, eventually, obviously, I'd like to open up something myself. Uh, When I started doing hair, I kind of fibbed with my first job, my previous boss who hates when i call her my boss but uh rosie the owner of the salon i work at in la she called me in for an interview i basically reached out my dentist told me about her hairdresser it's just the most random story but um she told me her stylist had opened up a hair salon and that i should check it out and so i sent them a dm on instagram this is like og instagram days seven years ago and I said, I love your guys' work. If you would like an assistant or even just a receptionist, I really would love to, like, come work there because they just looked so homey and cute. And the work they were doing was really good. And Rosie, the owner, reached out to me right away. And so she asked me, you know, how long have you been doing hair? And I just bold-faced lied <laughs> I stretched the truth. So I had been in school for a year and a half and then I left school and was doing hair for six months out of my garage that I had converted into a salon. And throughout that time in school, (laughs) I actually was doing hair outside of school. I mean, I really put, I put 195% effort into like Mm -hmm. doing hair from day one. And so I said, oh, two years. (laughs) Yes. And um, she was like, okay. And she ended up having me come in and do a model and she said okay well you're not an assistant you're a hairdresser so she said you want to work two days a week and I almost crapped my pants I was so (laughs) excited I could not believe it um and starting there at that salon I mean I very quickly felt at home there like which is hard to find in this industry it's really really hard to find a salon where you go in and you're like This place is my family. This place is my friends. It's a super competitive industry. Mm -hmm. It takes a really strong business owner to create that environment where you have like a community. Yeah. Yeah. And since leaving that salon, you know, my current salon's great. I love, I love it. But I definitely miss that warm hug that was the local. Mm
1: -hmm.
3: And I realize now I'm like, I'm comparing them and it's hard to do because it's like leaving your childhood home. Yeah. You know, every house is going to feel super special, but nothing's going to have that like warm embrace. Yeah. And so one thing that I've thought about is in the future, you know, my goal is to open up my own salon and I want to create that environment. I want to be like Louisville's Rosie. I want to have that, you know, people come in and they're like, every stylist here knows me. And the owner always comes over and says, hello. And you feel like you're not just tied into your hairdresser. You're Mm -hmm. a part of that space. Yes. Like that is your friends. That is your, you know, safe space. So eventually I'd like to open something up myself and have that kind of collective feeling of artists inspiring one another and someday.
1: I love that. Yeah. And that's, it's so accurate and such a really good description of the local because I felt like, even though like I just went to you, I felt like I knew every single stylist in there. Yeah. I knew about their lives. I cared about their babies. It's like, I yeah, cared. Totally. You know what I
3: mean? <laughs> it was just like, you felt like every single person was your friend and like, totally, it, was, it was great. And you have a really unique perspective of like having seen me transfer from The local to Mm hear. My current salon is so awesome. Mm -hmm. Like the woman that owns it is a single mom, and she Mm -hmm. did it all by herself. Like it's this beautiful space. Yeah, it's Crescent Haircraft. I don't know if we've actually Crescent Haircraft. You should look it up. Yeah, they're great. (laughs) Um, and it's a beautiful space. And I think it's kind of cool that I found it. Mm -hmm. And it was another one of those weird kind of fortuitous, you know, search on the internet. Try to find somewhere that I felt like identified a brand that I you know, vibed with. And, you know, it's scary. I did it remotely. Like we bought our house on the internet. I had to find a salon on the internet. And as soon as I started messaging with the owner, I was like, oh, okay. Like this is going to be good. Like this is the perfect place for me. And so I'm lucky to have found that. I think coming out here, I could have ended up in Fantastic Sam's, or you know, there's nothing wrong with Fantastic Sam's, but like, right. it's not but my it's vibe. Like from the local, you yeah, know what I mean? yeah, yeah. It was, absolutely. it was scary. It was definitely scary coming from somewhere where I was like, "This is home." I mean, I cried when I said goodbye to my family, but I like sobbed when I left my salon, oh my and I went gosh. back two weeks later. I yeah. mean, I'm there all the time, but <laughs> like, even when I go back now and I go, I come back to Kentucky when I'm leaving. I'm just like,
1: "Bye." Oh, oh god, your
3: closing time in the back of my head when I walk out the door. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: oh,
1: oh that's great. Yeah. What do you, because I feel like you are such a, like, motivated person. Like, I think that every day, like, you just have this incredible mindset. Even if you don't feel like doing something, you're so good at just putting stuff that you want to do into action. Like, what advice do you have for people who maybe are struggling with that, especially right now
3: when motivation is low, very, <laughs>
1: very few and far between? <laughs>
3: um, I think for me like staying motivated has been more of just me trying to nurture my creative side because I think I've found myself in positions you know in the past where I start to like lose momentum and then I realize I'm so stagnant in what I'm doing like I start going to the salon and I feel like I'm doing the same hair over and over and or in my relationships with my friends I'm having these same really boring conversations and I'm not diving deep into what matters to me which is Mm -hmm. creativity your personal relationships all these things and so definitely through this I've realized I can get into like blend in with the couch mode which is okay like I think everybody needs to serve whatever makes them feel good and some people that's what they needed they needed a hard reset and they needed to calm down I am so the opposite I am like
1: just a little (laughs) bit I I land
3: somewhere in between like zero to 60 and like a steady 35 miles per hour. Like, yeah, I so it's, I kind of try to like maintain some sort of creative endeavor every single day. And it can be really small. Mm-hmm. So it's like some days I'm going online and I'm just posting, here's a throwback of a hair I did five years ago. And to this day, it's still my favorite. Or, um, you know, today I'm actually going to sit, get up and do my hair and make a video and do whatever. And I think to stay creative and to stay motivated Do what you feel like you can that day. I feel like we force ourselves to like, I'm going to work out. It's like, if you don't have that in you, don't do it. Yeah. I know that sounds kind of like I'm encouraging being lazy, but do something, but do what you have the energy for. Because I feel like if you try to do something that's so gung ho and you're not really in it, you give it like 30%. And then yeah. you're kind of still like, and you feel that. like crap about yourself. Yeah, totally. Because you only gave it 30%. Totally. So yep. I think. It's
2: like, don't have such high expectations. And that's then exactly will so
3: great. Yeah, yeah. But like, do something. I mean. Absolutely. The other day, like Lee, it was Mother's Day. And I was like, I need to be creative. Let's make a card. Like, let's. But something. Just motivate yourself to do something and do what you have the energy for. Yep. So I don't yeah. feel like you need to get out and be like, I'm doing a half marathon this Saturday. Like, no. If you have energy to like, mm-hmm. go for a walk with your dog or your cat, mm-hmm. do it. And a lot of times I, my friend Slea always talks about
1: like how she's not like a motivated person, but she's the kind of person who just like closes her eyes and just like actions lead to results, which lead to motivation. And a lot of times if you can just like get up and just like close your eyes and press the, you know, press the seven or eight button on the treadmill, it's like once you just do it, you get motivated because you're in that moment and you do it. So like, let's say if you're like, you know what, I want to. I don't want to go for a walk, but I'm going to go for a walk. Most likely you get out for a walk and then like you might end up running. Yeah. Just totally. because like you got up and you did it. Yeah. You know? So, yeah, that's such a good that's such a good point of like yeah. not setting high expectations and just doing something and yeah, letting just your like body A tiny expectation. Or just cel- yeah. like celebrating
3: that you did it. Be like, "Yes, I did yeah. it." Well, yes. and like I said, it's like some days I'm not like I want to be motivated, but I'm not energetically there. So, it's like if I'm feeling like I want to create something today, maybe it's just engagement. Mm-hmm. So maybe it's just that, like I said, I'm going to post a throwback photo and kind of try to engage with people through that. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't I don't feel like you have to put forth 110% of effort every single day. Like, I think that's a common misconception and it's an easy way to really burn yourself out really fast is to hold yourself to these expectations of like, let's coach, let's do all these things. And yep. it's it's okay to just kind of do you. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So our, obviously like our podcast is called Let's hustle but we're all about like we kind of hate the word hustle I know I and almost said so, a hustle
3: and I stopped myself because I, I, <laughs> <laughs> I hurt
2: your feelings no don't
1: because well it's we kind of make it a joke because we, we like hustle to, we just
2: don't like how it's been presented we like to I agree re-define I agree it.
1: and that's kind of what we want to do is we really want to just redefine the word hustle because it has been We just discovered ourselves oh my god Damn did we just do that right now with the help of Kaylee how crazy
3: well I think like <laughs> hustle you know personally like for mm. me like To hustle is just to kind of put my energy behind where my brain wants to go that day, right? Like, I think so many people take hustles like, let's hustle, like, let's get out there and do this. And it's like, do what? Like, you you. have to have some sort of direct path that you're leaning towards, or at least, you know working towards and don't be busy to be busy yes yep. yes i think hustle a lot of the times for people is like just get busy and it's or, like no yeah. have purpose hustle should be purpose yes no and what? there's
2: so many people that you'll see especially in sales oh that like mm. want to look like they're hustling so i'll do like a bunch of like nonsense like just garbage and I'm,
3: yeah.
2: I'm like you ever heard that phrase work harder or work smarter not harder yeah well you're in it Well
3: <laughs> yes. it well like, in my industry too i think one thing is like I say like so much. I'm such a valley girl.
2: Uh, don't it's all right. do too. My husband's don't. like I'm you guys to, say like a lot. I'm, like, I'm trying, what trying do you to rein it,
3: it in. <laughs> like what? Like this? Like- <laughs> it kills me when I say it that much. Um, but in my industry, especially, I think obviously we've pushed a lot of our marketing towards the internet and towards Instagram and that is in itself a hustle right oh yeah it's Mm -hmm. creating just so much content and so much like it is oversaturated to the nines there are so many people on there it's really easy like I said to look like a great hairdresser and be mediocre Mm -hmm. I mean in real life you can be a really mediocre hairdresser and put forth a lot of great content Mm -hmm. and boom you've got clientele and to me my intention on the internet has always been and will always be forever, to create more, to engage more, and to stay relevant. I don't need to be five hundred thousand followers deep. I want to be the person that when people follow me, they there's engagement. There's real yeah. connection there. And mm-hmm. so um, I don't try to equate my hustle, you know, to the internet and to other people's perception. I think, like I said, my hustle is, what progress I'm making behind the chair and I don't need to shout from the rooftops every day that I had, you know, 22 clients today. I'm just hustling. But like, that's not, it doesn't make me feel good. And I don't yeah. think it makes other people feel good either. To no, feel it does like,
2: not. That's the thing. It does not make anybody feel it's good. It's like shouting no. from the
3: rooftops that you're doing more than other people. Yes. And I'm not, behind like the action part, you know, totally. like, I
2: want to see it be like, what are you doing? Right. Like so when someone smells really good and you're like, man, you smell great. What are you wearing? Like, right. that's what I want my hustle yeah. to be. Like, damn, girl. Like, you're hard. killing me. What do you what do? do, you do? Teach totally. Me. That's what I want. Totally. To, I don't want to have to tell people. No. I don't want to have to tell people I have money. I want people to be like, that was rich. <laughs> <laughs> like, what you did? <laughs> that's what I want. You yeah. I love it. Actions speak louder than words. Totally. And people like, that, like, I do all this and this and this and I'm awesome and I'm great and I'm wonderful. I'm like, oh.
3: You don't I need to know? advertise it. Yeah. At all. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. I connect with us so much right
1: totally. now totally and especially with the industry you're in it. you don't need 500,000 followers to be a really successful and make a crap ton of money as a hairdresser No, oh, you know oh. it's like are you gonna have 500,000
3: clients no you yes, know yes it does not like followers <laughs> do not equate to dollars absolutely and not. I think especially in my industry dollars doesn't equate to success I I know that's the opposite of what a lot of people think but mm-hmm. I would much rather make half the amount of money and have twice the amount of fulfillment in a creative industry than make a ton of money Mm -hmm. and feel totally shelled because I'm so busy. Mm -hmm. And I definitely got to that point. Um, I was in an accident coming up on two years ago where I was put out of work for a few months. And prior to that, I found myself burning out. I mean, I had so many clients and I was still putting forth the effort and felt like I was connecting with people, but I was just go, 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 go. I was hustling. I was hustling. And I was making a ton of money. But it was like, A, I didn't know where it was, because I was so busy. I was just spending it kind of mindlessly. And I was losing my love for the craft, and focusing so much on how many people I can shove through the door and fit in my chair and do all these things, Mm -hmm. that it was a forced, it was kind of my pandemic, you know, it was a forced hard reset on what's important to me in the chair, and Mm -hmm. behind the chair. And um, to me, like, my success has always been in how many people come to me and are like, love this. I love being here. Mm-hmm. Rather than people coming in and just, you know, having a ton of money in my pocket. That's not, obviously, the money is great, though. Right. Not no, like. Absolutely. I'm like, <laughs> but, dang, I'm a greedy hoe. I'm uh, like, give that... me the money. <laughs> <laughs> well, my, like like I said, like, money is great. Yes. And it definitely does It I... definitely does represent success in some ways. But my industry is kind of weird because it's... it it straddles the line of a business and a creative endeavor. Mm -hmm. So you have to figure out which side of that you want to lean more towards.
1: Yeah. I never thought about your accident coming at a time when you're burnt out. Totally. Like, I, like... That is such a good example of, and I'm totally a believer of, if you don't stop doing something, the universe will make you stop.
3: 100%. Like. That's exactly what happened. It,
1: I I firmly, firmly believe that. Just a
3: big Chevy Cruise to put a pause <laughs> on my life.
1: Literally. <laughs> like, I, yeah. I mean, there's so many things in my life where I'm like, I'm doing this and it's freaking great. And then all of a sudden the universe is like. Pause. Bitch, you thought. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> totally. Uh, yeah. yeah. Important That's life funny. lesson is an important life lesson completely it's
2: a toughie absolutely
1: um so kind of usually at the end of every podcast that we do we like to have a thing called yoga time okay um so like in (laughs) in yoga class it's like you do the class and then the teachers at the end is like take two minutes do whatever pose you want and you can literally do whatever okay so we like to give you like a two minute or five minute however long you want span of time at the end if there's something we didn't talk about that you're really passionate about if there's something that's been on your mind lately if there's like a show on netflix or something that you've been watching and you just want to like talk about it um literally anything you want the floor is yours for the last couple minutes
3: okay i'm gonna say something kind of weird but if you're into it you're gonna be like hell yes okay i'm so pumped i'm ready okay so since moving to louisville the thing that has been the coolest has been and this is If you don't get it, you don't get it. But the Murderinos page. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) So so my grandma is actually a homicide. Well, she's now retired, but she was a homicide detective in Los Angeles. And so I feel like Grandma Peggy. Uh, And so I feel like I was raised like loving true crime, which is so bizarre, especially because it was like when I was little, I was into Mm it. Um, And now that we have like My Favorite Murderer and all these things that all these women are like, "Hell yes, we're here for this. We mm-hmm. all are together and are wanting to web sleuth find these murderers. <laughs> Carol Baskin did it." Yeah. You know, yes. all the things. <laughs> when I moved to Kentucky, the literally the first thing I did was post in the Louisville Murderinos page of like, "Hey guys, I'm moving here. If you guys do meetups or any like please let me know cuz I'm coming here with zero friends." And dude, like people responded. I got put into a book club by this lovely woman, Leslie. And the other day, somebody posted, like, we need a hairdresser. And people were posting my name. And I just think it's really kind of rad that this community exists, not just for, like, these two people that started this podcast, but for everybody else. Mm -hmm. And this is my first time ever experiencing it, you know, on, like, a needing to connect with other people level. And it's so rad. It's so rad. And I love that it's, like, a really common thing behind the chair, too, Mm -hmm. to be like, so did you watch that thing on like the Delphi murders or yes. you know like it's an easy it's like the new way of being like so when you think about the weather you know <laughs> it's <literally laughs> like hey what's your favorite murder? Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. I love that. Tell me if you also hate this person that murdered this person. Let's, talk about, this person. let's it's, talk about how hot Paul Holes is. Yeah, yes, exactly. <laughs> listen to Murder Squad this yes. week? <laughs> oh
1: my gosh. I, that's such a good, I love that you brought that up. Because truly, and I post in there sometimes, and it's like a girl that I haven't talked to for like forever in high school who I loved and we connected so much she like commented and was like oh my god Lee of course you're in in this group I saw that (laughs) and like I have it with another girl that I went to college with named Alyssa she was like oh
3: my god Lee (laughs) but it's hello. it like goes beyond that page right like it's that you know someone sits down in my chair and they're like oh yeah I'm really into true crime and I'm like dude my world just opened up let me (laughs) let's Aladdin this entire thing I will show (laughs) you a whole new world it's really cool so I think it's kind of nice that that's been my like introduction and being easy to connect with people has been murder. That's incredible. I
1: wish that we could just go off the rails and do a Let's Hustle podcast that's all about Grandma Peggy. Oh, Grandma Peggy, what a legend. Why couldn't we? Her, just like, I mean, just give the people like just a few like tiny examples of like the work that she has done and just like what she's been on and
3: like what cases she's been on. Because it is unreal, like unbelievable. Well, she's She's really cool. And, you know, to be honest with you, she had swapped from homicide to uh, to juvenile. Or juvenile? I don't know how you say it. Yeah, like, she, when I was starting to kind of really get into, you know, what she did for a living. And so I missed out on a lot of, like, her big cases. But one of the things I remember from being a little girl was that she had this piece of art in her house that was a lithograph. And it was um, painted by a woman who had been murdered by two like, she was an elderly woman who had been murdered by, like, two terrible people. and How can you so, kill an old woman? I know, I know. She was, like, in her 80s. It was, like, really sad. And it was, like, very violent and terrible. And so my mm-hmm. grandma had this piece of art in her house that was one of this woman's lithographs. So I do remember that. And then one of the things that's so morbid, and she'd probably get in trouble for this, but, like, she had case photos and, like, all the case files from the... um. Burbank shootout, or the North Hollywood shootout, which was a bank robbery that happened in North Hollywood. Which is huge. And it's, it's a like huge, still crazy about. thing. Yeah. And she had, like, the case files and all that stuff, and I just used to, like, sneak into the, into, like, her den and, like, look at case files and stuff. And, like, not, like, so gruesome. like yeah. Right. But kind of gruesome. like Right. Because I was just like, this is the coolest job. Like, I would love to do this. This is so awesome. <sighs> yeah. And then um, kind of the most recent crazy thing in my, like, Grandma Peggy story is that... She and a group of her girlfriends that are all detectives in one way or another in LAPD have this group. They call themselves the Desert Madness Ladies, and they go on these crazy like rager trips to Vegas together. <laughs> She's be so mad at me for saying this. It's true. Don't listen. And to this. they have the Don't Listen Peggy, um, and they have these like, nicknames and all... Like, it's just... It looks like fun. It looks like if you... And my grandma's really young, by the way. Like, I'm sure you're envisioning, like, a gray-haired woman. My grandma's, like, in her early 60s. Yeah. She's a baby. But so she um, would go on these trips, and one day, one of their best friends who was on this trip, and she always gets mad when I call her her best friend, but it's the truth, mm-hmm. um, was arrested for murder <gasps> for a cold case. <laughs> yeah. So... Holy my grandma's cow. my grandma's close friend Stephanie Lazarus was a art crimes detective with LAPD and one day they asked her to come to the like county jail or whatever to answer some questions about a crime that they, she was working on I did air quotes like they were tricking her and when she got there they started asking her questions about the murder of this woman um Sherry Rasmussen
2: Was there a movie like a TV show on this? Um, so
3: People Investigates just did an
2: episode, and also Dateline just did. I effing watched it. Yeah, I'm like that name sounds. And and there's a
3: really good book. Like, there's a really really good book called The Lazarus Files that if you like true crime, it's worth reading. But um, yeah, they brought her in and they were they started asking her questions about the murder of her high school hookup buddies or college hookup buddies' wife who had gotten murdered 23 years prior. Shot full body chills yeah Yeah. and she got arrested (laughs) and she's in jail and it was i was like what like stephanie this is so bizarre Mm -hmm. what did your grandma say about it oh she my grandma's like so just blown a blown away i think there's a big part of her that you know when i'm like your friend she's like she's not my friend i think it's because there's like a slight bit of betrayal there oh yeah you know when you're a cop there's a lot of honor in that and i think you know, if you're a good cop and you're doing the right things, like, you expect everybody else to be doing the same. And so if, when someone is a fucking murderer. Right.
0: Then it you're like, like an you know, accident. Then it, it feels
3: like... like a per. Oh, it was very calculated. Yes. I mean, it was a crime of passion, but it was, she went there and she was yeah. fully aware of what she was doing. Ooh. And so I think it feels like a betrayal personally, as well as like a betrayal in your career. And so none of them, I mean, ever talked again. I mean, they all stopped talking to her and this year, uh on Their desert madness trip because it's an annual thing they've been doing. It, I think this year was like 17, the 17th year wow. they've been doing it. That's amazing. And um, none of them talked to her. She's at Chowchilla Women's State Prison in California. And uh, they sent her a postcard from Vegas that just said, Desert Madness lives on. And that's it. <laughs> the first time. Ah! <laughs> oh my God. So that's my fun fact. But it's kind of crazy. She's like a badass. I remember yeah. when I was younger, she had like a. An ID that wasn't her, but it was her image because she worked Vice. Like she did undercover for a minute. So it was kind of like she's freaking cool. I wanna be her. I that know. is so awesome. Yeah, she's yeah. real fun. Dude. Yeah, I love that. She's tough.
1: That's so funny. I think I literally commented that on the murdering notebook. You did. You were
3: like, ask her about her grandma
1: Peggy. <laughs> ask her about Peggy.
3: Oh that's gosh. amazing. Yeah.
2: Yay. I think we should do like a monthly murder mystery with Peggy's just granddaughter.
1: Go off the rails. Mm. We're just going to be like, let's hustle there.
3: sales and business. Also murder. murder. <laughs> so, so many of my clients in LA have like who work for true crime things. And I have a client who produced. Um, damn it. What's the show? It's in Washington DC. Um, some sort of murder. show. I can't remember, but it was on, mm-hmm. you know, discovery ID and he wanted to talk to her. He was like, I can I talk to your grand Peggy? Would you connect us? Blah, blah. blah. And my grand so Weird about it. I'm like, you should talk to this person. Like, it's not some guy who's creating like smut TV. It, right. He does like, for sure, uh, falsely accused and like big shows. Right. And he was like, I'd love to talk to her about, you know, just anything she has to say as like, yeah. or use her as a resource. And she was like, No, I'm okay. I don't do that. I'm retired. I'm like, you're boring. Yeah, that's boring. what happened to you. You lost your edge.
1: Yeah, you're retired. <laughs> so now you can talk about it. Yeah, <laughs> you're exactly. not working on you're them anymore. Free. Just <sighs> say
3: whatever you want, we'll <sighs> go off the rails oh my
1: gosh she
3: could be the female paul holes mm. no one could be anything like paul holes i love that man magnificent i would die for him and i'd hope he'd investigate my murder <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! what a time to be alive what a lot time what a time
1: well kaylee thank you so much for Thanks. being on the pod today this was kind of cool oh, I this never, was i never thought it happened yay i'm so <laughs> happy that it
2: did yes awesome. that was great
1: well, again, you can follow Kaylee on Instagram at Kaylee Irene Hair. We'll also, we'll tag her, obviously, in our Instagram post, and we'll put her um, handle in the comments. Um, she is currently now back up and taking clients starting June 2nd. Yeah. Correct? So excited. At, uh, Crescent Haircraft. They're on Frankfurt Avenue um, over kind of near Crescent Hill and St. Matthews, kind of where they meet each other. Look up Crescent Haircraft. Um, and, yeah, I, I mean, we'll see you back next week for another amazing episode of Let's did I cover everything is that where
0: I'll, you everyone can it. find you okay you good it. yeah <laughs> i was like did i say here right?
3: perfect awesome well
1: thanks again thank you we will see you next week bye, bye.